Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kike. Hello, Jamie Van Kike, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about the difference between employees and independent contractors. Now, this is a very passionate topic of mine because I see many business owners get it wrong There's so much wrong information out there, and there's so many people telling others to do things incorrectly because they lack the right information themselves. There's so much to learn about the difference of the two that we can't get into all of it today, but this is a topic we'll probably come back to many times on the podcast to really dig into some of the specifics. But today, we're going to give you an overview, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story and why I am so passionate about this topic and educating business owners so you get it right. So let's jump right into an overview. To start, you need to understand that the difference between employees and independent contractors is defined by the government. It's not something that as business owners, we really get to decide ourselves. We are stuck by the definitions that the government provides and how the government monitors this this type these types of relationships the biggest players in the government that define the relationship are the IRS they are the number one and then the EEOC the reasons why these two organizations are involved is cuz the IRS wants to make sure the right people are paying the taxes and then the EEOC they want to make sure people are being treated like employees if they are employees and we're not mistreating the people who are doing work for us. So a lot of the information we are going to discuss today is based on the IRS definitions. And that is typically some of the most restrictive. And if you follow the IRS definitions, typically you're going to be doing things correctly according to the EEOC. Let's start with looking at employees. Employees are something that we're probably very familiar with because we probably all have been hired as an employee before. An employee is someone who is a part of your organization. According to the IRS, when you hire employees, you as the business own the control of the relationship. This means you can tell that employee when to work, where to work, how to work, meaning you can really define the processes that they follow. So if someone needs to follow your process to get to the end result, they are typically an employee. If you are typically telling someone that they need to work specific hours, they are typically an employee. And if you are telling someone that they need to work at a specific location, they are typically an employee. The IRS measures control on three different levels, financial, behavior, and relationship, but that's just a high level of with it, when there's an employee, you own the control of the relationship. You are able to say more about this 
this position and what this person needs to do where the employee can have the opportunity to say, yep, it's the job for me, or no, I think I'm going to go work for another company. Employees can then be full-time, part-time, or even temp. With an independent contractor, they own the control of the relationship. Independent contractors are businesses that you hire to do work for your business. They might be a business of one, but they are still their own business. You're not hiring an individual, you're hiring them as a business. So typically to find independent contractors, you're going out and sourcing businesses and not sourcing individuals. Yes, once again, they might be a business of one, but they're still a business. So because they are a business, they own the control of the relationship according to the IRS. Just kind of briefly what this means, because once again, the IRS measures control uh, from behavior aspect, relationship aspect, and control aspect. Typically, if someone is an independent contractor, as a business that's hiring them, you have no control over when they work, where they work, or how they work. This means when you hire a contractor, you are hiring someone for the end result. What it takes them to get to that end result is completely up to them. So for example, you might say to a graphic designer that you're hiring as a contractor, I need you to create these types of images and they need to be provided to me in these file types. The systems they use to get there, the process they use to get there is completely up to them and you don't own that control. Also with contractors, you typically can't tell them when to work. One of the problems I see where people start to get into trouble of misclassification is that they want to hire people to answer their phones in a contractor status. But if you can't tell someone when to work, how do you know if your phones are going to get answered when you need it? If you're going to control the when, then they need to be an employee in most cases. One last thing to look at for this episode when we're looking at the difference in the relationships is when independent contractors, the word contract is right in their title. This means that typically there's a contract that defines a clear end to the relationship. So that is another trouble area I see many business owners get into is they want to hire people for a never ending relationship and have them be an independent contractor. But for a contractor, there should be a clear end to the relationship where sometimes the language is, is after this time, we will review to see if we are moving forward, but still there should be another contract signed after that time because you're moving forward. So let me share with you my story. So this is something I am very passionate about because I was misclassified as an independent contractor when I was clearly an employee. What had happened was it was my first full-time job out of college. It was the beginning of the recession, so finding jobs were a little sparse, so I was excited anytime I could get an interview, which, let me tell you, there weren't many interviews to get. I then get an interview and get told that you're accepted. You got the job. We want you to start in two weeks. Great. They then hand me a contract that says I'm an independent contractor, and they explain a little bit of what it means in terms of taxes. That was it. And their only thing was, as an independent contractor, you pay the tax. You have to pay the taxes yourself. You have to pay quarterly taxes yourself. 
what they told me was it's exactly the same. It's just another type of classification. And seeing I had never heard of it before, I was like, okay, I never had a full-time job before. So when someone told me that this is just another way to classify employees, that you fill out this form instead of this form, I said, okay, great, sure. About a year later, because I started in March, I was doing my taxes with a family member. And that family member said, why are you an independent contractor? That means you're a business owner, not an employee. So why do they have you classified as an independent contractor? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. This is what they told me. They're like, well, they're pretty much taking advantage of you because they are making you pay the, some of the taxes that they should be responsible for taking. And then you're not getting any of the benefits of being a business owner yourself, of being an independent contractor and having that control of the relationship. So I had a decision to make at that point in time. I could stand up for myself and tell them, hey, I'm an employee. You need to start paying my taxes and everything moving forward. Or if you're going to have me as an independent contractor, this is the way our relationship is going to look moving forward. Or I could just keep my mouth shut and be thankful that I had a job because at this point, we are still in the middle of the recession and there's not very many jobs available. So I decided keeping my mouth shut was what I was going to do at that time. And this probably lasted for about maybe four more months. And then the job ended up becoming a nightmare to that point where it was a toxic environment for me. And I would actually be in tears most days coming home or in tears going to work. And I am not a highly emotional person. So for me to think it's a very toxic environment that has me in tears is saying a lot. So I no longer want to be in this with this company. And then things started happening day in and day out that were making the relationship worse. So finally, one day they started to try to take even more control over the relationship than was already there. And that's when I put my foot down. And that's when I said, no, I am an independent contractor and these are my rights. They decided at that point that we were ending the relationship because they didn't want to treat me like an independent contractor. They wanted to treat me like an employee. However, when I left, they didn't pay me everything that I had earned. So I asked them for this money that they owed me. I asked them for this money that very clearly in the contract we had, they owed me. They wouldn't pay it. So what did I do? I then go and turn them into the IRS for misclassification. While I don't know all the details of what happens to them after that point, I know from doing other research, typically when a company gets turned in for misclassification, they get fined. They have to pay all the back taxes they should have paid. And a lot of times their other positions, if they have other independent contractors, get audited as well to see, are you misclassifying other people? For me and myself, I had to redo my taxes because now the IRS said, yes, you were an employee and not an independent contractor. So those additional payroll taxes that I had to pay as being a business, I no longer had to pay. So that is why I am very passionate about it because I saw and felt what happens when people are misclassified. I saw and experienced a small business taking advantage of a person because they figured that person didn't know any better. And at first I didn't. 
it is something that I like to educate people on because I know what happens. I know what can happen because I did the research to a company if they're turned in for doing things wrong. I know what can happen to that person who should have been an employee when they turn things into the IRS or something gets turned into the IRS because they were treated poorly. I know some people will say, well, the person's never going to turn me in. We have a good relationship. My relationship was good with this company until, until it wasn't. We had a good relationship until those last four months where it turned extremely toxic. I already had an opportunity to leave earlier because of the way the relationship was once I realized that I was misclassified and decided I didn't because I decided it's fine. I have a job. I'm enjoying it. We're good. But then things all of a sudden took a turn to the wor- for the worst. So you never know when someone is going to turn you in for doing things wrong or how the government is going to find out that you're doing things wrong. A lot of the bad advice I see out there is telling small business owners, just hire them as independent contractors because you avoid the taxes. You don't have to pay the payroll taxes. This is the worst advice ever because it's not about whether you pay taxes or not. It's about what the relationship is. And misclassifying an employee and then being found out that you misclassify an employee is going to cost you way more in fines, fees, back taxes, and penalties than if you just paid those payroll taxes in the first place. Plus, if the IRS thinks you misclassified employees maliciously, meaning you knew the difference and you decided to have someone as an independent contractor instead of an employee anyway, you can typically be fined even more. They'll give you steeper penalties for maliciously doing it wrong versus making a mistake. So my goal is to always educate business owners about the difference so you make the right decision for your business. Some businesses, the only thing that's going to work in your position is an employee. Other businesses, you have a choice, but the choice isn't having them sign a contract saying that they're an independent contractor. The choice is to actually build the position and build the relationship around them being an independent contractor. So here's what I want you to do, and I'll link to this in the show notes. If you're thinking about hiring someone as an independent contractor, I want you to go to the IRS website and review the difference to make sure that you are making the position an actual independent contractor position. When you look through the things, it does get a little tricky because not only is it control, it's not a check the box over here, check the box over there type thing. They also measured on degree of control. So they're gonna look at each factor and how it impacts the entire relationship. So if you compare two businesses and what they have checked on each side of employer independent contractor, they could have the same checks, but have different classifications of their workers because one position, one part of that position weighs more in the entire relationship than with the other company. So when you're looking at independent contractors versus employees, Some positions are going to be 100% clear employee. Other positions are going to be 100% clear independent contractor. And then there's this huge gray, messy area in between. And if your position, if you think in the slightest that your position falls in that gray area, 
and you're leaning towards hiring that person as an independent contractor, my best advice is to seek advice from either an employment lawyer or someone who's very, very knowledgeable in HR type laws and this information. So that way you can get the right information for your business. So you're making the right decisions. So once again, this is just a high level overview of the difference between independent contractors and employees. I'm not going to get more into this topic now because I know it's one of those critical topics, but it's also not the most fun topic to listen to. So we're going to leave it at that for today. And throughout the podcast, I'll be sharing more little tidbits of information. So that way you can classify your team members the right way. And next week we have on an employment lawyer and we're going to talk a little bit more about the classifications of employees and independent contractors. And she's going to share some very valuable information with us to help you along this journey. So until then, if you have some basic questions about it, if you really want to see what other business owners are doing in a similar position, come on over and join us in the Growing Your Team Facebook group. There you can post about your situation and we can ask some questions to see if we think your position is an employee, an independent contractor, or if you should seek some specific legal help to make sure you're doing things right. Until next time, this is Jamie Van Kuyk. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.